RadioInfluence.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Forking Around Town podcast. This is your host, Tracy, and today I'm so excited. I have a guest who is from London, England, Miss Sonia Genty. How are you, Sonia? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, how are you today? I am doing good. Now, one thing I really love about social media is I'm always connecting with people all over the world. And I have to say, you are my first international guest. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. What an honor. You are. And so now Sonia and I connected on Instagram over, over food and we, I can't even remember now, was it you commented on me or sent me a message? I was trying to remember how we started our, our conversation. Yeah, um, I followed a few hashtags on, on, the, on the, my QBag Instagram account mm-hmm. and you came up on the food influencer hashtag. Oh, that's um, awesome. for, for, I think you'd just been to a restaurant or something and just shared the food that you'd made. And I just looked at your page and I just thought it was really cool. And you obviously do lots of stuff. And all the food you were were posting was just like making me drool. It was really delicious looking. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so I sent you a message based on that. Yeah. See, I love it when I love asking people how they discovered me because then I know that hashtags are really working. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know I now I remember it was it was over barbecue because you have a company called the Q Bag, which I am just that's right completely intrigued by everything. So I wanted to have you just kind of explain a little bit about the concept, how it, how it came to be and how things are going with it. Um, yeah. So it's the, the company is called QBag Asia Limited and the product is called QBag. And that is short for barbecue bag because mm-hmm. in the UK we say barbecue for what you guys call grilling. Um, so yeah, the bag was originally invented, um, 21 years ago in, in Britain mm-hmm. and it was actually created for the food manufacturers in the UK, um, to be able to create dishes for home barbecuing, um, that they can then sell to the supermarkets and things like that. Um, and in doing so it kind of opened up a whole new niche that previously wasn't accessible before um, because obviously you can, you can buy ready meals for the oven, but you can't use that same packaging outside on the, on the grill. Mm-hmm. So this Q bag was created out of aluminum foil and it's got an, one open end and a window on top. So you fill in the, in, you fill the side of the, you fill the bag with food from the side, close it just by folding it twice and pressing down and that gives it like a watertight seal so you can add sauces and marinades rubs seasoning whatever you want inside the bag and and all the food cooks in its own juices and there's a window on top so you can firstly see inside which is Mm -hmm. quite revolutionary with with aluminum foil Um, but also during cooking the window actually automatically releases from the bag and allows the steam to escape Okay. So it's got this really cool, like dual functionality of visibility and actually keeping everything the right cooking pressure and allowing steam to escape automatically. And then after cooking, you can just peel off the window and then just serve from the bag directly. I love it. Um, so it was originally created, yeah, for, for the food manufacturing industry. Okay. Um, and, but at the same time, it was invented in England and 
as you know, we notoriously don't really have very good summers <laughs> um, at all, <laughs> at all. Um, so it, it just wasn't really doing very well. Um, so my business partner bought the business 11 years ago. And first of all, we did two things. The, fir- the first thing was moving manufacturing out to Southeast Asia, where it's okay. more cost effective and also better strategically placed to be able to supply the world. So we have customers all over the world now, and our main market is actually America because you guys do have a great summer. <laughs> we do. We yeah. do. And a huge appetite for grilling. Um, so we actually created a bag without the window on top. So it's just an aluminum foil bag. Yes, I have one um, right in front of me right now. Yeah. <laughs> so so that is... That was actually created specifically for America because it seems to be much more popular than the windowed bags because I think people are more comfortable with the idea of flipping the bag on the grill. Right. And obviously you can't do that with the bag with the window because it, it would just melt off. Exactly. So, yeah, so people like to be able to flip it and shake it around a bit. And the, the foil bag itself is super strong. It's the thickest foil on the market, even thicker than the Costco professional foil. And that just gives people a bit more freedom to play around with the bags on the grill. And uh, yeah, they're very sturdy and keeps everything nice and juicy inside. So it's a great way to cook food that you wouldn't necessarily normally cook on the grill. Right. And also a great way to use as part of the cooking process for making ribs and meats and things. So you can keep it nice and juicy and succulent and then take it out of the bag and finish it off on the grill and get, still get that charcoal flavor. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Barbecue is really big. I mean, of course all over the United States, but especially where I live, I I feel like I'm surrounded by it as I I gave you a couple of, um, you know, Instagram accounts to follow that are friends of mine Mm -hmm. that just in the barbecue world, but I'm especially this time of year, I'm, I'm a food judge, a lot of different events. So I've been, I've been eating a lot of barbecue over the last two months. (laughs) I'm so jealous. (laughs) (laughs) So much. Now, do you guys have events like that in London where they do like food competitions? I've never been there. It's, it's on my, it's on my bucket list to go to London someday. Oh my gosh. When you do hit me up and we'll go out. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yes, we do have events here. Um, I'm sure they're not as big or as often as you guys probably have in the States. Uh, but we, I think the main festival we have here is called Grillstock. Mm-hmm. And there they have uh, lots of different barbecue teams that go there and grill and compete. Um, and just enjoy the festival and the spirit and the food. Um, and I, I know that does attract a lot of people and that's, that's once a year in the summer. Um, and we actually did work with, um, a couple of teams in one year in, uh, 2016. And, uh, the, the teams we worked with were these guys called, uh, Man Meets Fire and wow. the Social Smokers. And Man Meet Fire actually did something new with our bags. They they had the the large bags without the window and they put a little hole, they put holes on top of the bag and then put um, smoked um, like wood pellets inside. Oh, okay. With, like fla- flavored wood pellets. Yeah, we have those here like that. They have like apple smoked and sherry. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And hickory and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then put them on the, on the grill and 
it created like this smoky smoke that came out of them. And then they were able to then flavor the, their meats. And we'd never seen that used before. So we were just blown away by it. Uh, and that then became uh, the, the starting point of a brand new product for us, a smoker bag, uh, which we do now sell. So that was really great to be able to work with them and uh, get their ideas and actually have that come to a commercial product, which was really exciting. Yeah, it is. And yeah. I love it. Now, what is your favorite type of item to, to grill, especially using some of the bags? I know you can mm. do anything, but you might have just a one favorite. I do actually. Um, I, I mean, I make it in the oven as well as on the barbecue outside. Um, salmon. It's salmon. so simple, but just so delicious. Like the texture of it, the taste. Uh, it's, it's so simple, but it's always my go-to. I have it once a week at home, just in the kitchen. And then whenever I'm at a barbecue party, I always bring some salmon pre-seasoned with salt and pepper and lemon seal it in the bag and I bring it to my barbecue parties. Um, and then I just wow everyone with it because it's not something that they've seen before. And the taste is great and it, you know, it doesn't leave a, a greasy, fishy smell or taste on the grill. So you can cook your meats and burgers and kebabs and things ne- next to it. And it doesn't leave any transfer of juices or flavor. So um, that's, that's like my little party trick. Okay. I'm going to have to try that. Now this is, I always tell people now, everyone knows that follows me. There's really not one single food item that I don't like. I am just, I'm weird like that. My, my dad really, he's always, you know, been really into cooking. He owned restaurants, you know, when I was, when I was younger and he exposed me at a very young age to all kinds of different things. I mean, I remember trying escargot when I was like six or seven and, you know, he would never tell me what I was eating. And he would always ask me, did you like that? And then he would, you know, tell me what it was. <laughs> but, That's amazing. But yes. Did you like it? Did you like the I lo- Oh, I loved it. And I still do to this day. <laughs> yeah, I do too, actually. Yeah. Delicious. I always <laughs> ordered if I see it on, on a menu. In fact, I just had some at an Italian restaurant about, oh gosh, about two months ago. And it was outstanding. But salmon mm. is the one thing I struggle with. And I think it's because my mom loved salmon. We ate it so much as I was growing up. I mean, grilled, you know, whatever, all different ways of preparing it. Now I have, I absolutely love um, like salmons that, you know, smoked salmon, or I mean, I've had it at, you know, sushi restaurants and everything. But sometimes when I go to a restaurant, if it has an overly fishy taste to it, I ha- I struggle eating it. So I really, it's kind of my new year's plan is to really embrace salmon and try some different ways of preparing it because it is such a healthy fish for you to eat. Mm-hmm. And now like you've inspired me because of all of these, of these, you know, the, the cooking bags, I think it's great. So if I fall in love yeah. with salmon, I'm going to thank you for it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, if, when you do try it in the bags, let me know. Um, but it, it, it really doesn't need much. I find right. just some salt and pepper and a couple of slices of lemon. Oh and yes. I think that's all you need. That's perfect. Yes. I'm, I'm definitely going to try it now. I, like I've mentioned, I've, I've never been to, you know, to the United Kingdom. What, what is the, like the food really like there? And I know very little because my son who is 15, he works at a British deli here in Tampa and the owners are, are from London. They're so sweet. And, you know, I always try to, you know, I try different items, but I really, like I said, I've never been there. So I kind of wanted to know what the food is really like and what you guys are most known for. I think we're probably most known for 
um, stealing food from other cultures. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we actually have, I think, I think I heard once that the number one dish in the UK is uh, chicken korma, which we associate with being an Indian curry. But actually, mm-hmm. I think it turns out that that isn't actually originally an Indian curry at all. It was created for the British taste, which is really quite mild. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I love a British cor- um, a, a, um, a chicken korma. Um, but um, yeah, it's not originally British. It's originally Indian or inspired from Indian careers and culture. Um, I think we're probably best known really for potatoes. Yes. <laughs> Stews, um, pies, chips, fish and chips, classic. Um, I love fish and chips, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't beat some good, good chips from the chippy, we call it. Um, a takeaway kind of shop where you can get chips just over the counter. Oh, They're on every, every high street in the UK, definitely. Um, but in, interestingly, growing up, I actually, my mum is Russian. Oh, so wow. growing up, we've always had Russian dishes more, more so than British. Um, oh, another classic British dish, I guess, is the English breakfast. Mm-hmm. with uh, sausages, eggs, um, black pudding, which is, I think, congealed blood or something. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. <laughs> not my favourite at all. Oh, yeah. And then a classic Sunday roast, so where we have big roast chicken and um, roasted root vegetables and potatoes and Yorkshire pudding. Um, but, yeah, growing up, we actually had a lot of Russian food. Oh, very um, interesting. So, yeah, so that's like things like soups, salads, like potato salads, anything with sour cream in it, I'm big on that. And yeah, meat and potato pies, which is actually similar to British as well. So, yeah, I had a, I was exposed to a lot of different things growing up as well. So I, I love all kinds of food too. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually had Russian food before. And we just had a, rest, uh, a Russian restaurant open up here in Tampa and a couple of my friends. Amazing. Went, oh, they were show. I'll, I'll have to send you some of the pictures. So I'm going to try to go over the, the break or the holiday as you would call it, since I'll have some, some time off, but yes, I definitely want to try it for yeah, sure. Really be great. Speed. Really good. Yeah. I can't wait. So they have, um, the British deli where my son works. I get this every time. I love it. They call it, it's a chicken salad, but it's called a coronation chicken salad. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got a little bit of the curry in it. It's got some apricots, but I'm telling you, I get it either as a sandwich or I just get the chicken salad on top of some greens. They make this incredible vinaigrette dressing and I'm, I'm hooked on it. And I always get a cup of tea and add cream yeah. to it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah. I'm learning. Tea, tea is a staple as well. I definitely should have mentioned. Yeah. Mentioned definitely. that. Yeah. Yeah. I have a cup of tea every day. Yeah. Oh, it's see, I'm trying to get better and have more tea than coffee because I just drink too much coffee, but it mm. keeps me, <laughs> keeps me going. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, what is the best way if anyone here in the United States wanted to order some of these bags from you? So, yeah, so we, we actually don't have an online shop ourselves. Nice. Okay. Um, we sell to businesses. Okay. Um, we also sell under private label. So a lot of the time you wouldn't even know that it's us that's making these bags. Okay. And we have supplied some of the biggest brands in the world. 
and I'm not even allowed to talk about them oh, that's <laughs> because okay. we've signed lots of non-disclosure agreements. Um, but in the US, we do sell to Kingsford. Okay. So we make the Kingsford grilling bags. Okay. And as far as I know, they're available in places like um, Ace Hardware, um, BJ's. We have, um, yes, we have, we have both of those here in Tampa. Yeah. And they're definitely available on Amazon as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, yeah, I actually, um, I've been experimenting with the bags and once I, I want to do a a really cool video, which I need to have someone help me with that. So I'll be doing that over Mm -hmm. the break a little bit, but yes, I'm going to share that and I will look up some of those links so I can share them with my followers so they can definitely look it up if they are interested in purchasing because they're, they're awesome. Love yeah, them. they're really fun. And we, we also have a new customer um, called Bear Mountain Barbecue, and they created a new product with our smoker bag um, called Smokens. And they're, they're really exciting as well. So they pre-pack the foil bag with uh, pellets as well. And then you just put the smoker bag on the grill whilst you're cooking your other food and then close the grill hood and it creates this smoky cooking chamber. Oh, I and, love it. Uh, they, they look great. They look great. I haven't tried it yet, but. I'm sure that it tastes great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to having, you know, some free time over the holidays to experiment with some cooking and I just got a new grill. So I'm excited about that. Mm, you know, always the, good. Yeah. The, the one that I had was just, I've had it for so long. I said, it's time, it's time to get something new. So I can't wait to try some new things. And I actually enjoy grilling desserts, like Especially mm. fruits like peaches yeah. and things like that, and and serving yes, them with ice cream. Definitely, yeah. Uh, we well, we we got onto um, QVC last year, and we have an amazing presenter who does all of our um, recordings for us. And she came up with putting nachos in the bag, and then cheese and toppings on top, and it just warms it up and ma- makes the cheese all melted and delicious. And then you just serve it out the window. I was like, that's a brilliant idea. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to try that for sure. That sounds right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> Anything yeah. with cheese. Really I'm, I'm sold. Oh yeah. Winner. <laughs> well, Sonia, I really I appreciate everything you've done for me. It was, um, it was just amazing to connect with you, especially being that you are in London. It's, it makes it just, I don't know. It just makes me happy. And I really definitely want to try to visit out that way someday. I've, I've only been to Italy in Europe twice. Nice. That's, yeah. that's okay. it. So, and, well, that's a good place to start. Definitely. Oh yeah. gosh. I, you know, it's crazy. The two times I was there now, the first time I was there for about three and a half weeks and I ate and ate and ate and ate. And I actually mm-hmm. lost 10 pounds probably because of all wow. the walking I did, but it was, yeah. yeah, I was eating pasta, pizza every single day, mm-hmm. pastries, you name it. Yeah. Delicious. It it was good. Well, now I wanted to let everyone know if you want to follow um, Sonia on Instagram, her account is the Q bag. So very simple. I'll be sharing it on my Instagram as well. And Sonia, thank you so, so much for taking the time. And what time is it there where you are now? I was just curious. I think you're six hours ahead. Uh, Yeah, three, three forty. Okay. That's what I figured. Yeah. I always get, you know, I have to stop and think with the time change. I have a a lot of family on the West coast of the United States. So they're three hours behind and I'm always dealing with all the different <laughs> time changes. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. I have them all on my phone, all the different time zones, Vietnam. Yeah. America yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful new year's 
And I know. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been really great to chat with you. Absolutely. And, and we'll definitely be in touch. And thank you to everyone for listening and subscribing to my podcast. And don't forget, a new episode comes out every Friday on RadioInfluence.com or wherever else you like to download and listen to your favorite podcasts. Happy New Year, everybody. Looking for studios in the Tampa Bay area to record your podcast? Radio Influence can help. With two studios on either side of the bay, Radio Influence has you covered. Engineered and produced by longtime radio professionals, achieve the excellence in podcasting that you and your listeners deserve. For more information or to schedule studio time, email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. Radio Influence, the future is now.